Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. My name is Josh Barnett. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Good evening. Aren't you glad to be here tonight? I sure am. I sure am. I want to just say hi again. Uh, I'm told and that there are a lot of new folks here, uh, as Pastor Tim said. I come up every year for the minister's conference, and as always, he gives me the opportunity on Wednesday evening to share and give a quick update and so forth. Um, you know, so <clears throat> I may be new to many of you, but I'm your family. And, you know, you don't choose your family. What you see is what you get, okay? All right? But I am, again, just honored to, looking forward to meeting more of you as the week goes on. I always look forward to the ministries conference that's happening. And again, well, my family is with me, and we're honored again to be here. Uh, I do want to share a bit about what we're doing in Honduras and what we have been doing over the last uh, years. It's been 44 years of ministry for me. I may not sound like it, but I am origi originally from South Carolina, but 44 years of ministry in Central and South America. My wife and I, Nellie, Nellie is from Nicaragua, um, will celebrate almost 30 years of marriage just here in April, and the last 27 years has been ministering in Honduras. Uh, but just as a prelude to what I want to just share, again, through some pictures and so forth from the scriptures. If I can just, uh, you know, you can either turn to it or just listen to me there if you don't mind, uh, just as a prelude to it. Um, Jesus, in the Gospel of Matthew, gave specific instructions to his disciples and thus specific instructions to us, okay? And uh, one of the things that have kept him and I, it connected us from the beginning, and it continues to keep us connected, is the basic applied life principles from the Word of God that we apply to our life, marriage, and teach that to the people that God brings in our lives. And so as we look at what Jesus is teaching in the Scriptures and teach others that, Okay, that's what we're about. That's, that's what we're here for. And when I say we, I mean not just Tim and I, but all of us, okay? Each one of us. And, uh, but just in chapter 8 and chapter 9, Jesus is doing a lot of miracles. He's healing people, uh, restoring people's lives. He's teaching. He's training the disciples. And I just want to tell you, it takes disciples to make disciples. But just, just reading some of the... the, um, the the titles here, just from around uh, chapter 9, for example, uh, Jesus is healing a paralytic man. Uh, it goes on just a little bit. He's calling Matthew to be one of his disciples, uh, and he's calling and discipling. Uh, Jesus is questioned about fasting, so he's teaching, he's calling, he's healing. It goes on, and Jesus raises a dead girl, uh, you know, about 12 years old. Jesus ministers to the kids as well as the adult. The scripture says here he uh, raises a dead girl, and he heals a sick woman with the issue of blood as you know and uh, Jesus healed uh, two blind men he healed another man that was dumb and uh, it goes on and uh, Jesus at that point 
chapter 8 and chapter 9, after much ministry, he looks out after the people and he told his disciples, pray to the, the Lord of the harvest, okay? Because the harvest field was ripe, ripe, ready to be harvested, but the labors were few. And then, beginning in chapter 10, is where Jesus sent out the 12, the 12 disciples. Now, as I said before, it takes disciples to make disciples. We know that the first instructions that God gave to Adam, and then later on, Jesus in his ministry uh, told his disciples the very same thing. Be fruitful and multiply. Okay? It takes... Pear trees to produce more pear trees. It takes orange trees to produce more orange trees. It takes uh, disciples to produce disciples. Are you following me? So in this ministry that God has called us in partnering with Christian ministries here, our working together, our vision and the sights that we have uh, on the Lord and the way that he's leading us, whether it's small children or adults, it is making disciples who will disciple others. Now, where do they come from? Look at the people that Jesus healed, okay? From every walk of life. And we know that he went around the country in, uh, um, in foreign countries to the Gentiles as well as the Jews. And he healed people and he called him, called them to follow him. Okay, so as I share the next few uh, slides with you, just to give you a little bit of a, a view about what we're about in the ministry. Um, for those of you that are new here and, you know, you're seeing me for the first time, know that you are a part of what I am about to tell you. This ministry, as Pastor Tim has said, uh, and us have been connected for now 24 years, okay? And so as we look at some of the slides then, um, you know, we, for from the very beginning of our moving to Honduras, have been working with children and young people that live on the streets. We weekly or several times during the week go to the streets, ministering, taking food, the love of Christ, and our mission in going to the streets is because out on the streets, what people would say, kids and people, teenagers that are treated like garbage or useless, there are diamonds out there. There are gold nuggets out there. And we're out there in Jesus' name looking for those gold nuggets, looking for those disciples in children and in young people. And so as we do today, I was thinking this very day, you know, we have four congrega five congregations in Honduras. And I think I'm the oldest man, 64 years old, in all five of those congregations. And I was thinking that our uh, people that are in their late 40s, they were gang members, drug addicts, lost as they can be. They came to Christ and were discipled. Then they, in turn, would go with us into the areas of the city, into the jails, into the hospitals, into the juvenile detention centers, and we would make disciples. And there we have a big crop of uh, young adults um, 
between the ages of 38 to 44 that are, have been discipled and are discipling others. And then we have another large group of uh, young adults that are in their uh, 28 to 35 years old that are, came from the same background, gang members, murder, in jail for the same type of crimes that most adults are committing. And today, now our workforce, our ministry force, force in Honduras now, today, is basically from 17 to 24 years of age. And where did they come from? As I show you some of these pictures, they come from the streets, just like some of these kids that you see in this slide up here. We've got them now serving God. They're 19 years old, they're 30 years old, and they are reproducing disciples, okay? You folks are in this with us. Um, I always make this appeal. I always say this, and I want to encourage you in that. For me, my belief, every Christian should have two books, a Bible and a passport, okay? So showing you these slides and these pictures is just a small part. We want you to come and be with us, okay? Thank you for being with us in your prayers and your support. But as you come with us and you see kids like this, eight, seven uh, and eight, nine years old now out there. You saw that years ago, but when you come now, the ones who are leading the ministry to these kids were once here, okay? But uh, they are now, um, I'm sorry, they are now growing and going back to the same areas that they came from, okay? Our ministry is multi, multifold. We're working with kids that live on the streets. We work with kids that live in impoverished neighborhoods who are, till today, they know what one meal per day or one meal every other day is, okay? And everybody talks about the pandemia. We know that it's, you know, be, you know begun about three years ago. But... Even during that time, so many people suffered. But even during that time, many members of our staff, many of our young adults, 20s and so forth, we were out on the streets almost every day. Okay? Why? Because those same people that we minister to and see, saw them come to Christ and go through our uh, ministry and the programs and the discipleship program and the children's ministries that we operate, they were hungry. And so we were out on the streets with your help, taking, buying food from the markets, packaging the groceries, and delivering to them because kids like these, one meal per day or every other day. And what was that meal? A few corn tortillas and a half cup of coffee, lukewarm and surface sweet. You helped us to provide for them. They're coming in. They have on uniforms. They're being fed. They're being ministered to. At this center, we are ministering to... I've uh, got to get used to the clicker here. Excuse me. We're ministering at this center to 180 to 240 kids show up at center one, just this one. And at the other center, um, we are doing the same thing. 
So as we go from center to center, from school to school, we use pretty much one building as a multi-purpose building, school, feeding center, children's program, children's ministries, youth ministries, church services, and all of that. Also training centers, barber skills, and all of these things as we teach. And uh, so um, we also have a girl's home, Darling, and her son is one of the girls that is in our girl's home. Darling comes from a very abusive background, both uh, verbal and physical abuse by her mother, uh, sexual abuse from her um, uh, stepfather, but she is now one of the girls that are in one. We have two different girls' homes, her and her um, 14-month-old son are one of the girls that are in that home. Uh, in Tegucigalpa, Martha is the mother that's on the back seat right next to her 12-year-old daughter, Naomi. Okay, Naomi, Nella and I picked her up from the hospital. Um, Martha, along with her five girls, five girls, the oldest girl was given to her by her father who sexually abused her, got his own daughter pregnant, the mother's consent, because the mother viewed intimate relationship as punishment, and when Martha would misbehave, she would sick her dad on her. So when we met Wendelin, who today is 18 years old, uh, Wendelin was two months old, okay? Uh, Naomi is the second daughter. This mother, single mother, tried to take all of her kids and come to the U.S. illegally, as they ventured out of the country, they ended up staying in a shabby uh, hotel. And out on the porch, about 8 o'clock that evening, uh, Naomi saw what she thought was a rope and reached down to touch it and was electrocuted. One week before that, a man taught that, touched that same cable and was electrocuted and died. And here this 12-year-old girl, uh, yes, her fingers blown off, you know, navel and everything blowing out. I don't want to go into the details, but it's still alive. And Nelly and I in this picture had just picked her up from the hospital and taking them to a place that we provided for them to live. Um, ministering, this is another one, another area, another one of our ministries, two kids. They are holding up Christmas gifts. This picture was taken just uh, about two weeks ago. Yes, we provided, again, 480 Christmas gifts to children whom getting a Christmas gift was totally out of the question because getting something to eat was the priority over a Christmas gift, okay? And so with your help, 483 kids, to be exact, uh, were... Uh, given a Christmas gift. Now, you'll say, that's not 400 and some kids. No, this is center two, and we brought them in in groups, four different groups, and this is just one group that it came in, and uh, your help and your assistant. This is photos from center one. This is our children's ministry on Saturdays, and again, between 180 to 240 kids show up to be ministered to. And they, with their hands up, we didn't say, raise your hands and pose for the picture. These pictures were just taken as a part of everyday life for them, okay? 
I, I don't know why so many people get the idea that kids really can't be used by the Lord just yet, okay? Uh, sadly, I had that mindset for a while, and I mean, even as a pastor, I would be presenting a child before the Lord, and my prayer would be like, Lord, and when this child is of an appropriate age, may you use her in your kingdom. I say her because I've got two biological daughters, and by the way, my wife and I, in the 26 years that we've lived and served in Honduras, we lost count about eight years ago after we had already taken in and had 288 kids live in our home, some for two months and some for as much as four years, okay? So, you know, uh, I just remember in many of the baby dedications, that would be my mindset. When this child is of an appropriate age, may he or she be used in your kingdom. And I felt like the Lord slapped me once. And he directed me to Matthew 21 and verse 16, Hosanna, Hosanna, uh, blessed be the Lord, you know, when Jesus is entering into Jerusalem. And the scripture there, there says, have you not read from the mouths of babes and sucklings, God has ordained perfect praise. So if you want to know why Pastor Tim is spending so much money on schools and nurseries and all of that and why we're doing it, because that's what God sees, okay? That's what God sees. And so thank you for being a part of all of that here in your country as well as in others. This young lady to the left of the screen, what, she is in an area of the city that is known as Comayaguela, okay? Comayaguela is already like a stench in the nostrils. It's almost like in the scriptures when Philip found the other disciple and he said, we have found Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth. And the response was, can there be any good thing that comes out of Nazareth? And he said, come and see. Well, that's the mindset that most Hondurans have about the section of the city called Comeaguela. It's in different sections. And center number one, the church that's up there, the school that's up there, the ministry that's up there, that's the mindset. Why? Because that's where most of the illiterate people, or a lot of them, are from. So the men are involved in drug trafficking, drunkenness, Stealing, the women are involved in prostitution, drug trafficking as well, and so many other things. That's the area of the city where at, it's nothing for, what is it, in the 250 babies born in one hospital, the one-man public hospital, monthly, okay? And the majority of those 250 babies that are born are mothers between the age of 12 and 17, okay? That's from this area. So this young lady to the left, what was left for her? What type of life was awaiting her if it were not for the gospel and the ministry? She has been, she's 13, uh, and has been in our program ever since she was four years old, serving in the ministry, part of the youth leadership at the church up there, and of course, uh, the, 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 
picture to the right of that are just smaller kids, but still involved in the same ministry, being an example to others. And uh, this slide, the same building, but what's happening here? It is the graduation program for our kindergarten, okay, at Center One, okay? These kids have gone two years through our schools, and when they graduate, as they did, school year, public school year in Honduras goes from February till the end of October. In the month of November, there are graduations. Uh, because of the political uh, situations and different activities that was going on in government, we, as most schools, were, were not able to have our graduation ceremonies until the first week of December. So these pictures were right about a month, okay? Right about four weeks ago. But these are graduating kids that will go on to school and it never fails. As we go and check up on these kids in school, first grade, second grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, we hear the same thing from the teachers. We don't know what you folks are doing at your schools to have, but your kids are the most intelligent and applied ones in our school, okay? And, you know, our churches are growing. I want to go back to this slide, the woman there kind of in the center screen that has her hand on her daughter. That child is nine years old. She came, her and her sister came to our children's ministry program, got a hold of the Lord at that, that young age. They were invited. The little girl that's nine years old there was invited to the children's program by her six-year-old cousin. And so the little girl and her 11-year-old sister Cam got a hold of the Lord, tears, serving the Lord with all their heart. Their parents were Catholic. The woman in the picture, the husband is an extra, but he didn't get in on the picture. They started coming to church to see what was going on in their daughters, and now they're plugged in for the Lord. Okay? So this is what, for us, that scripture that I read, all the ministry that Jesus was involved in, and when Jesus called out and said that, pray ye to the Lord of the harvest, who said it had to be adults? Okay? We're seeing kids from four years old to 14 years old. 85% of the population in Honduras that is coming to Christ is in that age range. So what are we going to do? Sit back and let that harvest fall to the ground. Thank you, folks, that that doesn't have to happen with us. Thank you so much. And uh, again, as we go on, uh, graduation ceremony at center number two, raising up kids who are serving the Lord, who are, you know, will be gone, going on and becoming leaders in the ministry and society, okay? 17 years ago, Nellie drove a young lady whom had been in jail, juvenile detention, got out, her mother died one month after she was released from juvenile detention, okay, uh, as she would be going to the hospitals to visit her mother. She was sexually abused by a guard from the hospital because she was asleep at the hospital to avoid the three-hour bus ride back and forth. 
and then, of course, having no money to pay the bus. So she would sleep outside the hospital. And then again, abused by one of the guards and gave birth to Alexander. And at, during the time of her pregnancy, nowhere to live, we took her in. Nellie drove her to the hospital. She gave birth to Alexander. Nellie picked her up from the hospital and brought her back to our house. Alexander now, almost 17 years old, in high school. And what do you do, like, in the 11th grade and so forth, there's, like, Voltec schools. You know, the kids can study to be mechanics, welders, electricians, carpenter. Well, he's studying to be a mechanic, okay? And, uh, and so what you help us do is to provide tools for young men like Alexander to be able to go to, whether it's a welding school, carpentry, electrician, in this case, it's mechanic, and um, our youth program. This is a scene from our central church congregation. The one on the base is 17 years old. You saw the worship team up here? That was great, wasn't it? Our worship team at church, the central congregation, or kids between the ages of 11 to 17 years old, as you saw the bass player, 17. Okay? The young lady that was on the keyboard, 12 years old. 12 years ago, there was a woman, a drug addict, who gave birth to that child in a car. And here she is, serving God with us in the ministry. Um, you, there, and this was one of our youth services at the Central Church. And, uh, and they're being ministered to. You might see again in the picture there, the young lady in the blue um, dress, Paola, whose parents came to the Lord in our ministry about nine years ago, 16 years old, also a keyboardist, an accomplice um, uh, songster, loves the Lord. That girl is destined for greatness. Okay, and you folks are part of all of this. Okay, you know, there is a really huge issue in our country right now involving immigration, right? I just want to ask the question as I go around to the different churches. You know about some of the type of people that's coming into the country, yes. Not all of them are, have a good mindset. But they're coming in, and I ask the question, do you want them to come in as criminals or Christians? Because they're at our doorsteps, okay? So you helping us to make a difference there has a great impact in our country here. And we're greatly appreciative of what you're doing. Lily, Nella and I were ministering at the Girls' Juvenile Detention Center 19 years ago. A young lady who had been a member of the MS-13 gang, Lily's father, was murdered when she was just six months in her mother's womb. He, too, had been an MS-13 gang member, okay? But when we were at the girls' juvenile detention center that particular day, we took food and hamburgers and hot, uh, fries and stuff like that. And I remember well, one of the girls says, Papi Alvin, 
Lily, uh, I'm sorry, Haiti is not here. She's at the hospital and she gave birth. Three days later, Nellie and I went back to the jail and I held Lily, okay? When Lily's mother was released, she had given her life to the Lord. We placed her in the home with another couple that was some of our leaders. You folks remember Marcus and Isabel, okay? We placed uh, Haiti in their home along with Lily. We still, till today, don't know what Haiti did, but she was murdered by the gang that she once served. Lily was two years old. And she has been under our care ever since. This picture was about two weeks ago at Lily's graduation, 18 years old. Lily's life would have been the same life as her mother's, as her aunt's, well, actually her aunt's still gross prostitution or gang membership. But Lily graduated, and she's on her way to college. Okay? Her desire is to be a social worker so she can help others. And of course, second to that, she wants to be a police officer. <laughs> okay, but whatever it is that she's going to do, she's going to do it with a vision and a focus of knowing where she wants to go in her life. Thank you, folks, for making all of this happen. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.